that about Vulcan Minds, and I'm Lucinda. And I'm Ellie. And today, Ellie, mm-hmm. we have a special guest. I was not told about this. What? So, on the line with us today, we have Charles O'Grady of the Pitch Shift podcast, which is a podcast that pitches movie ideas based off of song lyrics. So, welcome, Charles. Welcome. Hello. Hello, Friend ladies. of the pod. Um, it's uh, let me just say it's about time that you had a male voice on this podcast (laughs) it's about time (laughs) oh yikes okay now now we're really gonna get (laughs) trekking when will the misandry of this podcast end yeah yeah i mean like yeah i say that i'm i like most of the notes that i took when i watched this episode were just like wow i hate kirk wow i hate styles you're gonna fit in on this episode. <laughs> yeah, hello. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, I love the pod. I love yous both. Um, Aww. Yeah. So nice. And I like gay space trash. Usually the other gay space trash. We don't talk about the other one on this episode. The 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 the, the cosmic war fights. The cosmic fights. We don't talk <laughs> the about fights. the Star Wars on the Star Trek. The cosmic for the very the cosmic skirmishes. Well, you said the name of it, Lucinda. Well, I did, what the hell? But the only reason I said it is because in the very first episode of this very podcast, I accidentally called Star Trek Star Wars. Oh, yeah. And you did not correct me. <laughs> and so... You got one episode... You get one episode at the beginning of, like, you know... All right, that's a... That, like, that we went easy on you. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Now I have um, to be an wait, expert. Episode, future episode pitch. What if we just do one episode where we watch Star Wars and then talk about it and then act like it's the same as ever and nothing's changed. <laughs> yeah, okay. Wait, this isn't a Star Wars podcast? Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, well, boy, do I have egg on my face. This is a Star Trek podcast. I thought it was weird when you said it was like, I, like I looked and I was like, episode 14? There's not 14 episodes <laughs> of Star Wars yet. And yet you watched the Star Wars episode with uh, Kirk in it. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh... What's going on? What's Chris Pine doing in Star Wars? I was so confused. <laughs> Before we launch into the episode proper, what's your background with with the Star Treks? So I have seen, I think, two of the three Star Trek, the J.J. The Abrams films. J.J. Abrams, yeah. I might have seen like two and a half. I think I've seen all of whichever one has Benadryl Cumberbund as... Um, Khan. Oh, Bendy Dick mm-hmm. Cumbersnatch. Yeah, yeah. Um, bronchial Curmudgeon. Um. Yeah, in which he plays a character called Khan Noonien Singh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. And he's like, this is not uh, at all culturally weird or bizarre or anything. But also uh, can't act because um, Benedict Cumberbatch isn't actually a, that good an actor. So fucking... Anyway, yeah, I've seen, I've seen the films and I've seen like tiny snippets of random moments from the Star Trek series but i will say not to be not to be about star wars again i have kind of i feel a sense of kinship with people who are into star trek because um and i've said this to lucinda before i feel like the star wars people and the star trek people have all been disappointed by jj abrams Mm. because he's like oh hey you're dumb gay space trash what if i um made it very straight what if i just like made it super straight and also just fundamentally misunderstood yes like Everything. Lucinda, have you have you seen the J.J. Abrams movies? No. So Kirk is so straight in those movies. Spock has a relationship with Uhura, whereas Ew. if you thought Kirk was gross in the original series, he aggressively um, pervs on women and he's just worse in the J.J. Abrams movies. I hate that. Yeah. But Bones is played by Carl Urban. Mm. You know, our, our, our Carl Urban, as, as we would say in Australia. okay i don't know who that is either so genuinely like one of the so listening to this podcast and also having now just watched a single episode of the original series the thing that struck me was i was like oh this isn't like action-packed like russian around the galaxy hand-to-hand combat like you know serious like sci-fi action a lot of it is really political and a lot of it is really kind of Mm. social and cultural and and kind of like Mm. diplomatic i'm like oh Oh, J.J. Abrams sucks, and he sucks at Star Trek as much as he sucks at Star War. 
it's it's hilarious because I remember back when he made the Star Trek films, everyone everyone was saying that he should have just done Star Wars because that's what he was doing with the Star Trek films. But then he went on to do Star Wars and that sucked as well. And he beefed that up as well. Yeah. He was like, yeah, but, but wait till you see what I got planned for Star Wars. And it's like, oh, everything comes down to who is your dad? Great. Excellent. Great. That makes so much sense. Interesting to note that J.J. Abrams' dad is like, big in Hollywood. <laughs> like Shocker. Yeah, b- men becoming powerful because their dads were powerful is literally the story of his life. Anyway, so that's my experience of The Trek. Amazing. So should we jump into the episode? Let's do it. This episode was, it had a really intense title and I'm going to admit it right now. I've already forgotten what it's called. Balance of Terror. Balance of Terror. I knew it was I, intense. I remembered that. Well, 10 points to you, Charles. Well done. Yeah. I mean, we already established that because I took notes and I watched the episode last night that I was more prepared than you on your own podcast. I just finished watching the episode and <laughs> I'm struggling to remember anyone's names that haven't been on you know, every other episode prior. So we'll have to see how mm-hmm. we go. Who wants to do the the summary of the episode? Shall we let our guests do it? Yes. Charles, oh, do you want to do a quick summary of what the episode was about? Uh, I, sure, I'm going to try because some, some of the, like, s- space jargon went over my head in a way that I don't think it would have if I'd seen more of the show. But so uh, the Starship Enterprise is I responding to like a distress signal in the neutral zone of some part of space. And it turns out that some Romulans that kind of look like Vulcans, and that was a surprise to me because I thought that Romulans were what, as a Google showed me were, were in fact Klingons. Um, so I was very confused for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But so uh, the Romulans have developed some form of cloaking technology. And so they've been like blowing up space stations. And then Kirk's like, I'm going to prove that my dick is much bigger than this Romulan's <laughs> dick. And so they have this kind of standoff. And also there's a couple who were going to get married. So of course one half of that couple dies and is the only person who dies. Oh, I hate that so much. Was that a good summary? Oh, and also everyone's racist towards Spock. Oh, so racist towards Spock. But that's just a regular episode, honestly, mm. being racist to Spock. I mean, yeah, it was that thing where I was like, is this guy is this guy Styles in the rest of the show? Because I feel like he's so hostile that, like, he couldn't possibly be like this every episode. He's constantly just like, ah, Spock. I love how you just have weird pointy ears and, and eyebrows and, like, hate us. And Spock's like, uh... I don't have any feelings about this, but you're a little bitch. So this is yet another guy who's working with Sulu, who's just like angry and aggressive. And Sulu's yes. just like, I want a fucking break. Poor Sulu. Although I noticed that, yeah, so although this guy was much like, um, uh, I can't remember his name, but the guy who also has a big freak out on the bridge in a previous episode. And they're all like, um, can you please speak softly? Just chill, dude. <laughs> We're about to die, but like, can you just- chill. You're fucking ruining my vibe here. Exactly. But Solu does agree with this guy at one point, which is like really steps it up a level. Mm. Yeah. So I, I have like a bunch of questions about like things that are where I'm like, is this a regular feature of this show or is that like, is this normal? But I guess before we do that, did I did I accurately summarize the episode, Ellie? Do you feel? Pretty much. I mean, that's basically okay. it. They just chase a Romulan ship around, and then the Romulans die. I think that's worth noting. Oh yeah, we did. We did. They miss died. That bit. Yeah, they die. They die. And also, the Romulans are really very gay. So gay. <laughs> <laughs> so gay. The commander. I'm like, oh my god, Queen, you have to calm down. <laughs> He's so melodramatic. He's like leaning up against walls and like sighing and going. And he's mm-hmm. got his boyfriend, Centurion. Mm. Yeah. And like he's wearing a scarf. <laughs> okay. I did love that from the start they spoke in like high fantasy slash Shakespearean dialogue. And Oh, so weird. Yeah. I loved it though. Yeah. And the st- Can we talk about the aesthetic of the Romulans real quick? So they've kind of got like this sort of like gold scaled armor with these different colored sashes. And one thing I did really notice about the Romulans is they seem to be like pretty much exactly like the Starship Enterprise, but better because you've got like the captain and his second in command kind of having a romance. And one of them looks kind of like Spock. 
They've all got color code. One of them also looks like Adam Driver. Yes! There was one that oh, I kept yes. laughing about because he looked like Adam Driver. He it's does. the one that keeps getting told off. Like the one who comes in and is like, blah, blah, blah. And um, the commander's like, fuck you. Yeah, is he <laughs> Shut the one up. that keeps coming in and he's like, hey, can you like do anything? And the captain's like, oh yeah. no, I'm afraid I cannot. My boyfriend just died, I can't. <laughs> yeah, and at one point he's like, if you don't want to do it, uh, I'd be happy to. And then the commander's like, bitch. You did not just do that thing where it's like, we're going to do it, but only because I want to, not because you want to. It's, yes. it was, I, I love the, the kind of the cattiness of, because they also, there's, they had that weird thing of like, don't speak too much. It's like, oh, can you stop speaking? We're supposed to be silent. And I'm like, communication, you guys. <laughs> well, the Romulans, uh, one thing I also really loved is their ship was all kind of multicolored as well. Like there were all these random like green and red and purple like flashing lights. And I'm like, why doesn't the Enterprise look this cool? Well, I I did notice that um, for the very brief scene in the chapel at the start of the episode, Mm. the background did have some multicolored lights. So they obviously have the technology to really jazz up the ship. They just refuse to because they're not as cool as the Romulans. Before we jump into Charlie's questions, we need to like talk about how weird that wedding scene at the beginning was because... It was quite weird. And the bride and the groom are just in their yellow command uniforms. Yeah, well, they don't know if they're going to have work to go to later. And then the wedding was interrupted by an emergency and they're like, oh, guess we're not getting married. Whoops. Which it feels like should have been... Yeah, I couldn't tell whether or not... this was like a schedule thing that they had to do that they'd been told about or whether it was like oh shit someone's in trouble and we have to go i assumed the latter maybe it was a shotgun wedding no 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 oh no i didn't mean about the wedding i meant about the mission <laughs> oh yeah no i think it was an, an emergency <laughs> you think you thought i meant in trouble like in the family way <laughs> yeah that's what i thought you meant i'm like oh she has to get married quickly <laughs> I mean, it also that like the the thing with the wedding. I was like, while the, these these two actors are hotter than everyone else that I've that I've seen, so, like like that guy way hotter than William Shatner, and that woman's so gorgeous. Oh yeah, they're both amazing looking. So much better than anyone on the deck. I do have to say that that Tomlinson looks troublingly like my cousin's ex husband. So that that was a that was a. <laughs> That was an issue there. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Not related anymore though, Ellie, so he's fair game. No, and also he's French. <gasps> oh, oh la la. Which yeah, Lucinda, I know you have strong feelings on. Uh I don't know if this is the place for me to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Lucinda and I have like polar opposite opinions on the French. Well not polar opposite, but I I like I like France. I like the French. Lucinda does not. <laughs> I don't care for the French. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Lucille Bluth? I don't care for French. I love all the Europeans equally. I don't care for the French. I don't care for France. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what is France, uh, like, if not the job of Europe? Mm, (laughs) Europe? Oh, my God. So, Charles, what were your... So, let's launch into Law Corner, where Ellie can answer questions from two people who don't know a lot about Star Trek. Any question at all. Law Corner, what are your questions? What do you need to know? Okay. I feel like my questions... Because I've I've written notes in order. Like, they kind of crop up as the episode goes on. Mm Mm-hmm. The first question that I had was, does Spock have a first name or is his first name Spock? Yes. So all Vulcans are mono, mononymous. Uh, okay. Mononymous. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Because it is that thing where like everyone else, you know, mostly is referred to by the surname, but every now and then someone will be like Jim or like, I forget what McCoy's first name is. Bones. Leonard. <laughs> Leonard. That's right. Bones is his nickname. <laughs> no, his first name on his birth certificate is Bones. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like the rock dwarf. Wayne Johnson, he's Bones Leonard McCoy. Yeah, when his mother gave birth to him, she held him in her arms and went, uh, I will call him Bones. Little baby Bones. <laughs> she was just, no, she was, as she was giving birth, she was just screaming, Bones! 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 Bones. <laughs> <laughs> the thing she regretted doing as she gave birth. <laughs> Though is a lot of people 
call him Mr. Spock. Mm. Everyone gets called Mr. at some point. Yeah, that was a weird thing that happened in this episode. Like, sometimes people just get called Mr. Including, I can't remember her name, but the the bride-to-be. Yeah. Uh, her her husband-to-be calls her Mr. at one point. Yeah. In the middle of the conversation where he's like, I'm still your commanding officer. And I'm like, well, that yep. bums me out. <laughs> Again? It's yet another <laughs> thing where our mate Gene Roddenberry has been like, you know, the episode starts with this wedding that gets interrupted and they kind of seem like a cute couple and you're like, finally, just a normal, regular couple with no weird sex things from Gene Roddenberry. How cute. And then they're at work and the woman is sort of like, boo, 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 I'm doing my job, firing the phases, all that sort of stuff. And her almost husband comes up to her and went, huh, what a pain that our wedding got delayed by this emergency. And she's like, yeah. And he said, well, don't forget, I'm still your commanding officer. And I'm like, Gene! Mm. Gene, why do you have to put in more weird fucking like power dynamic bullshit? Again. Incredibly weird. And like very, it's I imagine very telling on himself. Ugh. But also the thing that she says before that is, you won't get off my hook this easy. Kind of like in a like a like a teasing way of like, oh, you can't get out of marrying me just because we all might die. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm your boss. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Yeah, and there's a real there's a real Game of Thrones moment there. Like in Game of Thrones, whenever someone says "We'll talk when I return," they're not going to return because they're going to die. Yeah. Oh yeah. From the beginning of the episode, I was like, one of them is going to die. Oh, and and they do. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because it was also I I I wasn't sure, but I got the impression that neither of those two characters had been in any previous episodes. No. Just because of kind of the way that they're introduced into the episode, I was like, I feel like these are two completely new characters, which means one or both of them could die because uh, that's how TV. Mm, that's how it works. Mm. What were your, do you have any other questions? Maybe even I could try and answer one. Yeah. Okay, law, law questions. Oh, I had some questions that I answered myself because I was like, wait, that's not a Romulan, that's a Vulcan. Romulans are the ones with the fucking lumpy faces and then I worked out that I was thinking of Klingons mm. <laughs> and that Romulans and Vulcans are, are like sort of a, a species allegory, but I can't think of one. They're distant cousins. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, just talking about, like, weird um, Vulcans, like, Spock does get a lot of, like, racial abuse in this mm-hmm. episode from um, our mate whose name I've forgotten. Styles. Styles. yeah, that's mm. right. And, you know, Styles is like, oh, you fucking idiot Vulcan, no one likes you. And oh, I bet you could translate this, couldn't you? And it's like, yes, because I'm good at my job. And he's like... <laughs> but I've noticed in like a couple of the scenes like where Spock's getting sort of racially abused like Uhura's in the background of that scene just sort of going like Ugh. so much <laughs> it, it was the, one of the things that I noted I was like oh this racism plot featuring people being racist towards a white man is occurring in a show with several people of colour in it. <laughs> like, and in some ways it's like, oh, that's interesting because it's like, yeah, like aliens and it means you take the onus off of actors who are people of colour to kind of have to carry that storyline. But at the same time, it's that thing where it's like, real racism still exists, mm. In I imagine, in this. Like, I, like why are we talking about space racism? <laughs> why is no one talking about space racism? <laughs> Spacism. <laughs> it's against space law. <laughs> space law, also known as spore. <laughs> I mean, Gene Roddenberry envisioned a future in which no one was racist on the basis of skin color. So it is a little odd that he wanted to introduce, you know, people being racist to Spock. But at the same time, obviously, you've got the person in power, Kirk, giving a flat like, that's not okay kind of thing. Mm. With his little bigotry has no room on the bridge line, which... Oh yeah, that was great. I, I do want to say about that line, like it's it's a famous. I mean, this is a famous episode for Star Trek, and that line is mm-hmm. pretty popular among Trekkies for obvious reasons. But I love the implication of that line that he's giving Styles the okay to be racist in his quarters, just not on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> you can be racist in your head. Just don't do it in front of my boyfriend. Yeah. Stop being racist to my boyfriend, guys. Because that was also, that was the thing that I was like, I, I was like, this dude's so dumb. Like, I mean, like, you know, don't be racist towards uh, aliens or other humans. Um, don't be racist, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Charles. I'm from the podcast Pitch Shift, and I'm here to say don't be racist. Oh, hot take. Well, that's quite a political stance on this apolitical podcast. Yeah, we try to be pretty centrist here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, oh dear. No, but it's also, yeah, it's a thing where it's like, not only should you not be saying this at all, but it's like really dumb of you to say it in front of his boyfriend, Kirk, because he's going to be like, that's, that's my man's. <laughs> that's my man's. We're going to touch hands, which is sex for his people. <laughs> that's a thing I know about. <laughs> Ponfar is a thing I know about because I'm a fucking a horrible degenerate piece of shit. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't well, know what that is. What's Ponfar? Oh, we'll get there, listen. Oh. It's great. Oh no, I'm it's scared. it's the process by which Vulcans have to have sex and they go crazy or they die if they don't have sex. <gasps> They're insatiable. That's hot. It's very you know before whichever fucking show kind of. Oh, Supernatural started, it kind of started the, the Alpha, Beta, Omega dynamic trend. Before that, there was Ponfar, which has got some similarities. It's a, it's a fun time. Yeah, we love, we love fuck or die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Charles Grady from Bitchfift, and I'm here to say we love fuck or die. <laughs> No, we don't. It's the fresh new take that we needed. Tansy would not approve of fuck or die. <laughs> I think this podcast can take that stance. I think we're good with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think those were all like the law questions I had. Some of the questions that I had were about like just like weird choices that are made. Mm-hmm. But I guess we'll kind of get to those. So this episode had a lot of things that I really liked about Star Trek. It had a lot of the things where you had, like, close-ups of Kirk with, like, the streak of light across his eyes. Yes! We had a lot of, like, the weird aliens, which I really liked. The homoeroticism between the captain of the Romulans and his first-in-command is very similar to the homoeroticism between Kirk and Spock, but, like, another level, like, stepping it up. Yeah. The, The horniest moment for me in this episode was definitely the episode where something has fallen on the commander of the Romulan's boyfriend, and he's, like like completely disregarded all of his other you know responsibilities as captain and is just like cradling his boyfriend and like yeah dabbing his forehead with a cloth and it's just it's so hot yeah and is like centurion is dead i want to go home yes and it's yeah. like hey we our law and like creed and way of life says that we have to finish destroying this ship or ourselves be destroyed and he's like i don't care i want to go home <laughs> i don't i hate you and he's so dramatic and so like thespian and he should be the one of the thespians or the thesians or whatever they're called yeah because of his acting here's here's my take on his acting so mm. it's very shakespearean mm. which on the one hand is like indicative of gene ronbury's obsession with like really bourgeois European culture like Shakespeare because we've skipped it but there's an episode that's like super Shakespeare focused Mm, love it like connected to that the Romulans are very obviously you know based on Romans but in space so I imagine that in that sense you know they're also going for that Julius Caesar kind of Shakespeare vibe that's why they talk like they're in Shakespeare yeah that's why they're so dramatic I think it's that kind of inspiration and and I love it it works it's great and the actor who plays the captain of the Romulans, I'm obsessed with him. Good news. Like, he's so handsome and he's got Those this lips. big, like, sort of heavy set face, but not so that, like, it's very square and very angular and he's so sad. He's so, so sad and he's so horny for his boyfriend. And I'm like, that's hot. I'm into him. And then he's also, like, hate horny for Kirk. There's that bit where it's like, he's a sorcerer, that <laughs> one. He reads the thoughts in my brain. And I'm like, oh. I think everything he says yes. is extremely horny and I love it. Yeah. Also, yeah, he got those DSLs, you know. <laughs> we love we love it. I mean, I guess the fact that they're based on Romans, again, you know, you could say that, yeah, homosexuality, very, very common in this society. They loved it. I, I guess, yeah. Romans loved the gays. Yeah, well, so what I read is, yeah, is that they were very, like, misogynist about it in the sense that, I don't know if I'm going, like, too far into Roman history here, but I read that, like, bottoms, basically, were considered... Very... Oh, yeah, no, no. In Rome, you could be gay, but only if you were a top. Yeah. And it's like, but you have to have bottoms for gay sex to work. And it's like, no, no. No bottom, only top. <laughs> Maybe the Romulans are a little bit more progressive and they and they let people bottom and it's fine. I hope that that's the improvement that they made because I read somewhere as well that it was to do with, like, anything where, like, a, 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 and, you know, we're getting graphic here, but it's history, so it's 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 allowed. It's fine, But yeah. it's, it's also to do with any sort of, like, penis entering you. So it was like, it wasn't just, it wasn't being a bottom just yeah. sort of like in the, in the traditional sense. It's also like, you know, giving head or anything like that. Like any sort of, if you're penetrated, then you're kind of 
And that's where the misogyny comes in because it's like, like a, like one of the, those women. Yuck. Ew. Hate it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And on that subject, I do also want to say that I've been reading a little bit into the history of the Kirk Spock ship. Mm-hmm. Which I assume, I can only assume is called Kirk. <laughs> No, it's it's literally just Kirk <laughs> slash Spock, but yeah, they really miss a trick uh, there. The only other the only other smush that I thought of that I enjoyed was Spork, but I was like, no, I think it has to be Cock with a K, right? It's got to be Cock with a K. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Charles O'Grady from the podcast Bit Shift, and it's got to be Cock with a K. <laughs> Doing a terrible job of promoting my own podcast while appearing on this podcast. I you love do great. it. Great. But Ellie, you said good news. Do we get to meet him again? He dies, though. This character dies, but the actor returns. <gasps> Excellent. Yes. I won't uh, tell you as who, but yeah, won't be long. Um, because he, he goes down with his ship because right at the end of the episode when they uh, have defeated the Romulan's ship and it's all like fucked and whatever, Kirk calls them and is like, hey, we'll bring your survivors aboard because we're cool and chill and whatever. And also because like, now that I've won, I'm looking to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then the captain of the Romulan, I can't even remember his name. Do you guys remember what his name? He doesn't, he doesn't, he have, doesn't a have a name. He doesn't have, he, Commander. He just the is Commander. like, no, it is not our way. And then he blows up the ship because they have to go down with the ship, which sucks because he's such a babe. Yeah, but he gets a great line. The whole, you and I are of a kind. I've got it here. I'm not remembering this off the top of my head. In a different... Re- Can you please do a dramatic reading? I, I also <gasps> yeah. wrote that one down. Okay, yeah, yeah. Charles, do a dramatic reading of it. Uh, I regret that we meet in this way. You and I are of a kind. In a different reality, I could have called you friend. Yes. Which I was like, you know, in another life. <laughs> <laughs> It's such a good line. Yeah. Wouldn't have to say you were the one who died in space. Um, you know. Yeah, it's great. It's a great line. It's so powerful. And it was something that I he didn't a lot expect. Of, he had a mm. lot of good dialogue. Some really good dialogue. I felt like the thing that I wasn't expecting was the amount of kind of like discussion about like diplomacy and like mm. you know what is what is our role in this conflict like do we step in do we break a treaty because we're trying to protect people what do we do like that stuff I wasn't expecting and like a lot of like I, I yeah I felt like I, there was a lot of really interesting stuff and I, I I know Lucinda you're not a fan of Bones mm. But I was on I was on Team McCoy the whole way through this episode because like the first opinion that he offers is like we should go the fuck home, and I'm like yes yes you should. Yeah, the thing is, more that I watched this show, the more I'm like Bones is kind of sensible. Yeah, no, he was great in this episode. Yeah. Like I I everything he said was good. War is never an imperative, Mister Spock. And I was like yes. Thinking about the collateral damage. On this subject, it's it's not so much my horniest moment because I've realized that when I say horniest moment, I really mean most like emotionally meaningful slash romantic moment. Not quite the same if thing. If that's horny for you, that's fine. Yeah. If that's what you find horny, like that's allowed. I get horny for sincerity <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Talk about your feelings. <laughs> And, and McCoy does exactly that. When he goes to talk to Kirk in his quarters, I've, I've also oh. got the, the line here. In this galaxy, there's a mathematical probability of three million Earth-type planets. And in all the universe, three million million galaxies like this one. And in all of that, and perhaps more, only one of each of us. Don't destroy the one named Kirk. Don't destroy the one named yes. Kirk. <laughs> I find that last line a bit weird, but the way McCoy gives it, he, he looks so emotionally vulnerable in that moment. Like, it's the first time he's mm. really been sincere with someone that we've seen it's a powerful and moment. then like kirk leaves but he's like left in the room looking sad and i was like is mccoy also in love with kirk I think he is. everyone's in love with each other like having only seen that episode that was the impression i got i was like this man has a crush and has and like knows that it's futile because kirk and spock forever because everyone is horny for everyone else because there's also that moment on the bridge where yeoman rand comes in and is like Hey, uh, should I keep doing my log? And then and just starts like like stroking his back, stroking his back, and like Kirk's looking out the front windshield, and then Yeoman Rand just starts like standing super close to him and like hanging on clinging. to him and clinging him and giving him a big cuddle. And I'm like, I just assumed that that was. I was like, oh, I guess there that's a relationship now. No, he's her boss. Yeah. Well, I mean, that doesn't mean she, anything. She just brings him salt and coffee. <laughs> Yeah. He, she offers him coffee in this yeah. one and he's like, no. No, he says he says yes, but he's like, I'll I'll have it 
I'll have it in the, on the bridge. Oh yeah, sorry. I've got terrible news regarding Yeoman Rand. This oh, is no. her last episode. <gasps> yeah. What? But I only just met her. I know. But she's so great. I love her and her bag that she always has. <laughs> oh, what's in there? She's got a little bag. What's in her little bag? What's in that bag? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> just talking about fashion for one quick second. I noticed in this episode there was a little bit more variety in the uniforms. And mm-hmm. at the end of this episode, I have decided what my ideal Star Trek uniform would be if I was on the Starship Enterprise. So they Ooh. all have, the men and the women, like everybody has these amazing boots, right? They're like shin, like mid-shin high black boots with a little heel. And there are kind of several uniforms. There's the little like really short skirt that a lot of the women wear. And then there's the black pants and then whatever color shirt that most of the men wear. But there are a couple of people that I noticed running around the ship this time wearing these like amazing like robes that turn into a jumpsuit. I didn't think so I So they kind of got these crossover robe tops that go into like a jumpsuit pant. And there were some that were green and some that were yellow. And I was like, yes, I want to wear the shin high boots with the robes. And that would be my uniform. Are you sure we hadn't seen the robes before? Because like the, the we have, but like I don't think I fully appreciated right. like the full length of them. I didn't see that they went all the way down into like a jumpsuit, and I noticed that there were like way more than any other time we've seen. Like most other episodes, there's maybe one person in the background wearing robes, but there were like heaps of robes in this episode that went into jumpsuits, and I was like, yes, that would be my outfit, and I love it. I, you do like a jumpsuit, yeah. I love a jumpsuit and in with like that crossover robe top and the hot boots and I'd have a beehive as well. Like I'd be a, such a top bitch. Of course you would. Cause I'm, I'm real used to like uh, next gen deep space nine Voyager where there are just three kinds of uniforms differentiated by mm. color. And going back, I'm surprised that I forgot how many variations of uniforms, like there's almost no uniform sometimes like we saw in the pilot when i say the pilot i mean the two part we watched last week that there were people Mm. literally just in holiday clothes just wandering around the ship yeah that was really interesting i mean they've got time to date and marry so you know i imagine there's some time that they're just fucking around yeah Mm, not canonically fucking around i mean literally fucking (laughs) all around to go back to my favorite character bones Just in this, I just, I feel like everything he said in this episode was, uh, was like, I was like, yeah, that's the stance I would have, which is like, hey, can we do anything at all possible to avoid war? Because I don't know if you know this, but there's like heaps of people on this ship and they're all going to, like, I'm going to have to treat them all for injuries or, you know, some of them will die. And everyone's just like, Bones, shut up. We're going to war. Yeah. Deal with it. It's also the thing where like, out of nowhere, like, Kirk's like, hey, I have an announcement to make to everybody. The mission that we have just started could kill us all. Just so you know, don't fuck it up. Okay, bye. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like, what is the chain? Of, what is the decision tree that goes on here? It's like William Shatner's like, I'm going to find my light and I'm going to find the angle because in every shot, it seems like he's like, where's the light? Where's my angle? I'm going to angle to, I'm going to angle my chiseled body towards the camera. Oh, I'm going to walk sideways. He's like, I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to tell everyone that we're going to die. And then it's going to be great. So the other thing, the thing that, um, that pinged weird for me was there's a, at one point it's like oh you know bones are there any injuries and he's like oh just some radiation burns because they had nuclear weapons <laughs> yeah. and i'm like wait on a second <laughs> these people are gonna get radiation poisoning like they're all gonna maybe die in the future they have a cure for it though like maybe in the future they're like we got it it's fine yeah in in space you can get burned by radiation but it won't kill you also, when um, Styles, the fucking idiot, is like, uh, oh, I don't need you, Spock, and then the the phaser thing malfunctions, and it's just, like, filling up with clearly toxic gas, but he's fine. Like, Oh, so that's the thing where Spock comes in and, like, drags him out and saves him. Yeah, and is like, I don't have any feelings, so clearly I'm unaffected by this toxic gas. Well, beep, boop, it beep. could maybe be that he's half Vulcan, and maybe Vulcan's aren't sensitive to that gas. Vulcans are also ludicrously right. strong compared to humans. Like, humans are like tiny babies compared to Vulcans. I felt like the whole thing of, like, Vulcans don't have strong emotions. I feel like that only came up in this episode when it was like, 
obviously something that Spock was saying because he was like, I'm really offended by what you just said, but I don't want to make a stink about it. <laughs> yeah, like, and like at the end, yes. Skiles is like, yes. oh, I'm and- sorry, I've been racist. And co- and Spock's like, well, I don't have any feelings about it, so it's fine. Anyway, I gotta go, bye. <laughs> yeah, literally, I love that moment when, when he like looks at Spock and is like, I wouldn't be here if not for you. And Spock's like, I don't actually give a shit about you. You just have a job to. I did like that too. Emotions? I don't know her. You're basically a cog in the machine Mm. to me, you imbecile. Yeah. It's made even better by the fact that we know that Spock has emotions. He just Mm. says he doesn't. So when he's like, I don't care about you because I have no emotions, that's just a Mm. lie that's adding to that Mm. slam. Yeah, he's like, I don't care that people are racist to me. I don't have feelings. It's like, you do. And that, that is something that I learned from the films that the Spock does indeed have feelings but it's also I imagine somewhat to do with the fact that uh, he's being played by uh, Zachary Quinto who has all the feels he's my sweet I boy. just love Leonard Nimoy so much oh so hot yeah <laughs> he's my favorite it does disappoint me that he makes a couple of dumb mistakes in this episode like accidentally setting off an alarm and I'm like Leonard you're better than this but is it I I mean I guess that's just the the plot mechanism by which they try to give Styles like a half decent reason to be like maybe he's a spy because he has pointy ears. <laughs> like that moment, that moment when they first see the Romulan on the screen, and then everyone starts looking at. And there's like like fully like thirty seconds of close up reaction shots of everyone looking towards Spock and being like, "Wow, you have ears though." <laughs> like the, like look all looking at him to the point where I half expected that you know the meme that's like that Chris Brown Nicki Minaj song only that's like dun 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 you know and it's just like shots of people turning to look at each other. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was feeling in that moment. Yeah, it's like that guy has weird eyebrows, pointy ears and an <laughs> ugly haircut. And you have weird eyebrows, pointy ears, and an ugly haircut. <laughs> I mean, it's also... Does that the, the also thing mean the... that you're evil? Yeah. The, the thing about the haircut as well is I'm like, that's that's a choice, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't have to cut your hair to look like these motherfuckers. <laughs> Spunk. <laughs> Fun fact, every Vulcan, almost every Vulcan, has that haircut. It's beautiful. <laughs> your hair only grows to, like, <laughs> like, like ramrod straight bowl cut. <laughs> Oh, some Vulcans have, like, normal hair. It's just, like, a lot of them have that haircut. I, I do also want to add specifically to that moment when they, when they like, hack into the Romulan ship's cameras and they get a look at the commander. The way he, like, turns around and poses for the camera, I, I feel like he saw the little light go on that said the camera was active and he was just like, okay, well, better make sure they get my good side. His, his attitude is that of, like, you know, what are you posing for? Google Earth? Always taking pics? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that, or he does what I do and he's using Zoom as a mirror to, you know, also check that. out his own appearance. But, like, he was very obviously posing for the camera there. It's like, oh, I hope he's hot. <laughs> like, <laughs> it also, I mean, I feel, I, it feels like, and I mean, I know, I realise that that's, like, a, it's a stylistic thing, but it felt like the, the main priority was, like, I have to be at the right angle, making the right face with the right lighting, just directly on the, the bit of me that is my eyes. Yes, and that seems to be a mm. thing in, like, pretty much every episode. Yeah. I think Lucinda and I like to view that as um, an in-universe character decision that people always look for the lighting rather than a stylistic choice. Because it's just fun to imagine that Captain Kirk is about to make an important announcement. There <laughs> like, must wait. always be a stripe of light on my eyes. Which in the in the wedding, in the chapel at the beginning, yes. looks haunted like <laughs> like the, the 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 way that they the like the first shot of like kirk's face that you see in it i was like that looks like that photo of peter dutton where he's lit from under <laughs> and looks like a fucking criminal mastermind yes. yes i was like what are you doing why are you doing that don't make him look even more creepy than he actually is and have we already admitted that like how weird it would be if you got married by your boss. Oh, that's weird. Like, I just, every time something happens on the Starship Enterprise, I just want to, like, take a step back and go, they are at work. Kirk is their boss. <laughs> like, imagine if your boss, like, okay, this is your day. You wake up and you're like, sick. I'm getting married to love my life. I'm so psyched. 
And then your boss is like, hey, I'm at the altar. I'm marrying you. And you're like, I hate this, but okay. And then it gets interrupted. And then you got to run around all day and do your job. And then your boss comes on the in- on the intercom and is like, hey, you're all going to die, lol. See ya, bye. And you're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And then your next boss, your immediate boss, who is also almost your husband, is like, Lamal, don't forget, I'm your boss. I'll marry you later, bye. And then dies. Like, it's such a stressful fucking show. When you're, when uh, just after your fiancé has died, you're like, you know, having a look at the stars, and then your boss comes in and has a weirdly sexually charged conversation with you in which he says nothing at all particularly consoling about the death of... Like, just Kirk in that, in that scene is so bad at consoling this woman. He's sort of like... Death happens, dude. Like, sucks, I guess. Bye. He's like, oh, it, uh, people die. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason for it. People just die. And then she's like, like glimmering eyes, sock, soft focus, like, oh, I love you. <laughs> and she like hugs him and he just kind of stands there. And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> it's such a weirdly sad end to the episode as well. I wasn't expecting that. Mm. He is super bad at relating to people emotionally, which we see in the Charlie X episode where he just cannot convince this kid to not act like a psychopath. <laughs> and the line he gives, it never makes any sense. We both have to know that there was a reason. And I'm not sure what the connection is between those two sentences because they, they don't seem to connect. Like he says, it never makes sense, but we have to know there was a reason. What was he saying Maybe there? Maybe he was just like, I don't know, had a couple too many drinks that day and was like, oh, he died, yeah. You're, he's dead, bye. I Like a, like a charitable uh, interpretation would be that he's kind of saying like, it, it always feels like, like when someone dies, it always feels like it's like a cruel and senseless kind of thing of the universe. And you're like, why? What was the reason? Like, why did this person have to be but like we have to know that there was a there was a reason and he died you know in the service of a of a of a greater cause like i think oh, yeah. that's what it was getting at of like i know that this feels like cruel and unnecessary and totally inexplicable but we both know that he died fighting for something good mm. yeah I buy that. But it's but he expresses it really poorly and then she's just like, I'ma make hard eyes at you and I'm like, Your your fiance just died. Well she is single now. <laughs> yeah <laughs> No Alright. Well on that note, um, should we do our our ratings for the app? Yeah. I had one more question just quickly. Yes. So there there there's a chapel. Mm-hmm. In the ship, and they get married in a chapel. Yes. But do these people, do, do these 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 people who are humans who go traveling in space, do they believe in God? Ah, uh, don't worry okay. about it. So I, I, I have like a weird addition to that question that doesn't quite answer it, but raises more questions. Okay, so cool. I love it. There's an episode that we're probably going to skip in which they meet an alien who claims to be the Greek god Apollo. That's and, hot. Yeah. No, he's like to- he's like basically naked except for you know underpants or whatever. But oh. Kirk... <laughs> no, Kirk... underpants. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that should be the new Starfleet uniform. Um, but what, a part of Kirk's like a big speech to this guy who claims to be Apollo is like, we don't, we don't need uh, more gods. We've decided that one is enough, Ooh, which is like, oh, like, no. so there's which been God? quite a few like religious things. Like in the, in the episode, the last episode that we did where that alien is like, I will give you 10 minutes to pray to your God or gods. Bye. So there's a religious (laughs) um, reference there. And then in this one, there's a chapel, but there's no kind of like Christian iconography. They kind of just light a candle. It's not like there's a cross or like, Anything it like felt that. very Anglican to me personally. <laughs> okay. I was like, ugh, looks Anglican. And then Bones does say amen to that at some point. He's like, amen to that. And I'm like, all right, where does that but come from? A- atheists, I think some atheists would say amen to that as well. I mean, you I know, guess. just as a figure of speech. But like, I don't, it's so like unclear about what the religion is. Like, yeah. What's going on? I like to think of it as most people are secular because that's just the way the characters are in like all Star Trek series, but it's totally cool for people to believe in religion because there are like other species that have religions and that's generally like fine. Like no one, there's no big overarching stories about, mm. you know, religious fundamentalism much, 
people are just kind of chill with religion. Love that. But I think most humans are basically secular. Mm. Nice. So are we ready to do our voting or rating? Yes. Yeah, I guess. So how many, what should be the rating system that we use? Hot, hot gay Romulans? How many hot gay rolling? How many hot gay Romulans out of five would you give this? Immediately goofed it. Oh, I fucked it. I would give this... I'm going to give it a five. Wow. Okay, please explain your five rating. Because okay. this is the first five. This is the first five we've ever had on the pod. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'm, I'm not going to pretend that my rating isn't a little bit influenced by popular opinion. Like, I feel that's going to bleed in there a little bit. But, like, mm. it is just a really good episode. I just, I, I love the moral conflicts. Real tense. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the Enterprise is faced with a, let's chase down and destroy this ship to prevent a war. Let's, like, cause a little bit of death to stop a lot of death. Um, mm. You know, there's a lot of great dialogue, as we've established. The Romulans, they look amazing fashion-wise. And I do want to say that I, I did say, Lucinda, that you would love the Romulans' fashion. So love the Romulans fashion. Mm-hmm. I'm going to claim that as a victory. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't have any major problems with this episode. I just think it's, uh, it's a really good fun time. Oh, and one fact I really want to just bust out real quick is that this is heavily based on a, like a war movie about an American destroyer fighting a German U-boat. Um, so it's, which you can really tell, like it's, it's basically yeah. just that kind of narrative. But yeah, I, I, I just think it's, it's really cool. I love it. I am inclined to agree with you. I enjoyed so much of this episode as well. No one was creepy or gross, like really. Like everyone I mean, was a little horny bit. in a... Well, compared to a lot of other yeah. Star Trek episodes, oh, like, yeah. everyone was kind of... Like the, the most horny moments were very consensually horny. Like yeah. they were horny in both directions. None of like it involved the... like three uh, hundred year old, twelve year olds. <laughs> so you know, that's a win. Yeah, it didn't involve any ageless children, and that's great. Yep. Ideal. Kirk was kind of like kept it in his pants for most of it. He like listened to people and took their advice on board. He put Uhura in charge for a little bit, which was sick. Like everyone was just kind of like looking out for the greater good. And even Mm. when people disagreed, like it was pretty respectful and like that was pretty cool. I don't want to give it a five, you know, like I just I'm so disinclined to give anything a five. So I want to give it like a four and a half. Like I really liked it, but like I want to like have room for it to be better you know that's fair charles what was your verdict okay so because i've only seen this episode i'm i'm like i don't know what to compare it to in order to arrive at a rating out of five i would certainly give the hot gay romulans five hot gay romulans out of five Mm -hmm. like absolutely definitely like those guys specifically are like five out of five hot gay romulans they're incredible i just realized what their uniform looks like their uniform looks a lot like bird person from rick and morty i i hate Uh you i don't i i hate you how dare you bring up richard mortimer to me (laughs) (laughs) like with the feathers and like the helmets as well and like well, like, the way that their uniform is, it kind of looks like it's got kind of scales or feathers on it, kind of. And they've got that helmet, and then they're also really serious and, like, unemotive until they are very emotive. I don't know, it reminds I, me a lot of birth I person. hate that you're doing this. Stop this. You're welcome. Bringing up Ricard and Mordecai. Yeah, I love those, that's, those two That's scamps. even worse than bringing up a Star War. I know, I know. And I hate myself already for doing it. Um... (laughs) Ellie, does this mean that Lucinda's fired and I'm your new co-host? I think so. Can you do two podcasts? Yay! (laughs) Sucked in, Lucinda. Unless Lucinda takes over. Lucinda can take over on... We'll swap. I'll do the pitch shift. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. I mean, like Tansy w- would love to have someone who pitches really concisely. So you know, let's swap. <laughs> what if we just do a full flip and we end up Pod taking swap. over each other's podcasts completely? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay, but so so uh, yeah, I feel like I can't give it a five, a, 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 like a like an out of five rating. Uh, but I feel like I can give it a will I or will I not watch more episodes of this show will you i think i think i will <gasps> another convert i think, yes. another I think i'm gonna convert. have to 
Oh my I god. Think Ellie, I'm how do you feel? To. You've converted two people now to Star Trek. I, I love this, but I do just want to say that this was one of the best episodes of the original series, so please only watch the <laughs> oh, best yeah, ones. No, no. <laughs> like like we've established that I've listened to this podcast. I'm very acquainted with the fact that apparently a lot of this is like, whoa. I was so like embarrassed by myself for being such a cliche that like when the kind of the credits started and you kinda of get that like that little kind of like horn flare and it's like space, the final frontier. I started to smile just like uncontrollably. And part of that is because I fucking love space, but I was like, oh yeah, this show gets me gets me where I gets me where I want to be got. Yeah, this is good feel. This this mm-hmm. is the good feels. This is fantastic news. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and it's fully on the assurance that like a lot of it is dumb and gay and trash. And it's all in space. But yeah, no, I I was like, ah, oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to watch more of this. Amazing. At the very least, because I want to be on this podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to have you back again, Charlie. Yeah, how, yes. how, how, how many hot gay Romulans do I get out of five? <laughs> You're a five out of five hot gay Romulans. Easily, <sighs> yeah. That's, that's, that's made my day. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have listened to this podcast, dear listener, and you're like, Man, who's this Charles? He's fucking sick. I want to hear more of him. You should head on to your podcast app of choice and look up Pitch Shift. It's such a good vibe. It's Charles and his co-host Tansy pitching crazy films. Some of them are in space. So if that's why you're here, you're going to love it. It's a good romp. It's always a good laugh. If you like songs and movies then it's the podcast for you and one of their most recent episodes right back where we started from i am a guest on their podcast Uh, you you pitched the 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 shift you did did pitch the shift you did the pitch i pitched a great film it was based on maxine nightingale's right back where we started from it's a hot disco time and there's ghosts it's a it's a ghosty rom-com and it's a ghosty um, rom-com we were delighted by it but yeah no you can get you can you can listen to pitch shift everywhere that you can listen to out of our vulcan minds i believe yeah we also both release on fridays oh competition When you're going in to listen to Out of Our Vulcan Minds, just chuck on the on the play this next whatever episode of Pitch Shift just came out. Yeah, you if you really want to supercharge your Fridays, like get with it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you get like so much good, wholesome, chaotic energy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's been Out of Our Vulcan Minds. Yeah. Any final words from either of you guys? I would like to say thanks so much, Charles, for coming on the podcast. Thank yes, you so much thank you, for Charles. having me. It's been so great. The final thing that I wanted to say was mm-hmm. that the one moment where I was like, I like Kirk and I kind of find him a little bit relatable is when he's having that kind of mm-hmm. sulk to McCoy that basically amounts to like, all these people want me to be a decisive leader, but I'm just a dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, I don't know. I'm so stupid and hot. I just, I don't know what to do. <laughs> no, he's like, like yeah, he's a himbo. Too. Yeah, oh yeah, the original himbo. Mm, he invented it. Um, mm. yeah. No, this was great, and like, I mean, thanks, and also fuck you guys for converting me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 Bye.